This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. How we doing? Good morning. Good morning. Is it really a good morning? Yes, it is. Yeah, I think so. The only way it could be a good morning is if Glenn had his PJ's coffee. Well, I do because <laughs> I am I am drinking some Zulu coconut this morning that I brewed in honor of. Is this a special drink for Mardi Gras, or is this something they sell all the time? No, this is just awesome, and I got a stash of it. Because it's a limited time. So. <laughs> okay, then it is Mardi Gras. Okay. Don't get squished by the plant, the floats. That's the big thing you need to know when you go to... to or, yeah, and, and don't go too far on the beads. If, I, if you know what I mean, you can fall over. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Have people put that many beads on them before? Oh, yeah. Have you ever been to New Orleans on Mardi Gras? Mm-mm. I have not either. I have no desire to go. Yeah. I was told that the further you are from the French Quarter, mm-hmm. the more family-oriented. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, well, go. all I know is that that, that Doc one year had a tournament mm-hmm. down there, and Dean, yeah. that, that owns this building, had a nephew at the time lived on the route of one of the, one of, and he lived out, you know, out the, yeah. you know, nice area. And there was absolutely nothing dirty about that. It was very family oriented. That's good. You know. Well, good. And so I, I said I'll stay there. And then one time I was in a hotel at another tournament, mm-hmm. had to stay in Metairie, and it was fine. It yeah. Was, there was nothing wrong with that one. But well, I don't I've like been it. on Labor Day, which has a lot of the same activities, but um, it's, you know, no floats and stuff like that, but it's quite uh, well attended. Let's put it that way. What is? Labor Day uh, weekend on in New Orleans. And oh, well, no, as Quarter. long as you go to the French Quarter, that's what they say. New Orleans is a lady, but in Bourbon Street, she's a tramp. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I don't know if I'd go that far on Labor Day. But anyway. <laughs> well, we got yeah, that female voice, of course, is Victoria. And what's that make it, Glenn? It makes it Legal Monday with Victoria, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and then again, we always like to do this qualifier. We've named it this. She didn't. And <laughs> and, and anything she says here is is a, is a, stu- a student learning the law. So do not mm-hmm. take anything that Victoria or I say today as legal advice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I will say this, that, that the purpose of this podcast, we can't compete with the people who full time can follow these things. I know that. Mm-hmm. But where I think that we have that they don't have is, is we talk things out mm-hmm. and, and figure these things out together. And, uh, and and again, I'll say this. Victoria says she didn't tell me this. I wish I had written it down. But I asked her how long would I be able to prepare in the morning? And I thought she said yes. But there was a lot of preparation. <laughs> Victoria, thank you for working that hard because I can tell you right now, this is not this this took some time. Mm-hmm. I read it for an hour and a half, and I don't feel completely prepared, but I mm-hmm. I am familiar with it for sure. Yeah, and I understand. I think the main issues, but is getting into that 
that interaction between federal law and state law that in, and it's mm-hmm. you know it's always happened in Texas. Texas doesn't really want to be messed with, you know, so to speak. Don't mess with Texas, Jim. <laughs> and we got Texas Jim over there. Yeah, Texas Jim's over there. He don't want to be messed with either. <laughs> hey, yeah, I grew up in Texas. They first day of I think elementary school, they teach you how to say the Texas Pledge. So you go right from the United States Pledge to the Texas Pledge. What's the Texas Pledge? It's been, it's like honor the Texas flag. I pledge allegiance to the Texas. It's very similar to the United States, but. I thought it was this. The sun is up. The sky (laughs) is blue. Deep in the heart of Texas. I think that's their song. Yeah, that's their song. But yeah, they don't mess around. (laughs) Are you surprised I know the lyrics? Uh, no, because we were all taught that, you know. Yeah, you, you went to the Astros game, to the seventh inning stretch. Everybody mm-hmm. else would play, you know, God Bless America or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what they play at. Yeah. They play the, they play the, the Texas song, I guess mm-hmm. that's what you call it, the Texas air. <clears throat> all right, so we got a lot of cut to cover. Victoria mm-hmm. did a shift. That was a subtle social cue that it's time oh. to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> what case are we talking about today? We are talking about... Texas versus the Department of Homeland Security. So, um, yeah, I can just get right into it if y'all are ready. Yeah, just so everybody knows that, that this is the famous case that went up to the Supreme Court and they didn't stop the the Border Patrol people from cutting fences. That's what everybody knows. Yeah. I'm just giving the basic that everybody knows this happened. And I, I, did you see that? You haven't seen that meme. It was funny. Amy Amy Barrett, Amy Colmer Barrett, where do you say her name? Yeah. The Supreme Court Justice. Mm-hmm. She's one of them that ruled right against Texas. Yeah. And someone put a meme up that said she wasn't really worried about the law so much as that she needed someone to work on her garden. This Well, the women of the Supreme Court all voted the same way, I'll just say. That probably happens a lot. Oh. <laughs> that means the men that means the men voted together too. You can take that both ways. Yeah, so to speak. Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, get into the facts, and I will interrupt you some probably on the facts if you don't say some of the ones I want, because yeah. there, there are some ones, <laughs> there are some facts that I definitely want to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, the border between Texas and Mexico is what is at play here. In 2021, the state of Texas enacted Operation Lone Star, which was an effort to use state resources to help Border Patrol. And within that operation, that is when they began putting up that barbed wire that we're going to be talking about today. So an agreement was reached between Texas and Border Patrol that Border Patrol would not cut through the barbed wire unless there was an, a medical emergency. So if there was a migrant on the other side and they were drowning or dying of heat exhaustion, they could cut through the wire to go assist them. So the area in question today is a... There's been an influx of immigration in the Eagle Pass, Maverick County area of Texas. So Border Patrol has set up a temporary processing center in Maverick County, and they have been cutting through the barbed wire in that area without the permission of Texas. Um, And they claim it's to assist with the influx of immigration. They say they're trying to get them to that processing center in Maverick County. But the state of Texas has filed suit in federal court under a common law trespass to chattels claim a common law conversion claim, and they claim that Border Patrol has violated the APA as well. APA. The Administrative Procedure Act. And yeah, so that's pretty much the background. Okay, so so listen, there's a lot of political stuff that goes on here mm-hmm. that, that 
there's been a there's been it's not just a little bit rise in immigration. Oh no, it is drastic. It's gone from a few thousand each month to now we've had millions each year. Yeah, and Texas has been trying to deal with this immigration problem even by busting them to sanctuary cities. Mm-hmm. Sanctuary cities can't do can't handle it. So you know we we know that it's a burden on the the states. I don't think there's any argument about. It. Oh, yeah, yeah no. You know, you know, it was really funny when DeSantis flew them to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> yeah, that was probably, for both uh, Texas and Florida, a great political move. Yes, Carly Simon lives there. That's kind of Simon and Schulster. That's where she lives. Yeah, okay. I think Obama has a place there and his cook died there, right? Yes, and eight feet of water, James. Eight feet of water. We'll talk about that Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, they are the, the, the fact of the matter is there was there was um, I want to say ten thousand exhibits were put in, or pages mm-hmm. of exhibits were put in, plus pictures at the district court level. It was filed in federal district court. Right? Yes, that's correct. And in the evidence, with the, what Texas was wanting to prove is just that 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 it wasn't that they don't they don't deny. Mm-hmm. That's, let's, let's go with a few basic things that nobody's going to argue about. Yeah. They're not going to argue. Everybody knows that up to 2.5 miles from the border, mm-hmm. the feds have free range. Yes. If you lock them out, they can unlock it. Mm-hmm. If, they, if you put a fence up and they need to take it down, they, they, they can. Mm-hmm. Um, they, to, for purposes of enforcing immigration. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, hey, I don't like the look of that fence. It's ugly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tear it down. All right. They they had to, what they were doing, and, and here's a very another important thing. All of the land we're talking about either belongs to the state of Texas mm-hmm. or to private individuals. Okay. All right. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Okay, you did? Okay, yeah. that's a very important fact. So, so the feds are definitely going on to private land and doing that. However, it, a, a person who buys land on the on the Mexico border knows in their title that that's going to happen. That, that there's a it's almost like an easement if you're federal if you're if you're uh, common law or, or what we call a servitude in Louisiana on civil mm-hmm. law. Same thing. That basically they have that right to go on and do what they need to do to enforce. But they can't go on there to murder. Mm-hmm. I want to go there and murder my wife. She ran off with my youth minister. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you can't go do that. Yeah. Okay. That would be called what? Like a crime of passion, right? Well, what do you call it? What do you call it when a person is doing something that's not part of their job description and they're doing that beyond their authority? We talked about it already. Goodness, I thought this was going to be a. Oh, I'm sorry. Like this, it, this is like an alley ultravirus. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, yeah. Play with ultravirus. Ultravirus is when you're acting outside of your legal authority or your job description. So in this case, Border Patrol cutting, if they were to cut the fence for no apparent reason, that's not in their job description. Right. So you're not immune from being sued if you act beyond your authority. Yes, that's okay. correct. All right. That's the basic principle. Mm-hmm. All right. So so the the whole idea would be just what she said. What you said is very is very right, that that the, the INS or ICE now, mm-hmm. they they will... Um, they can come on yard, so they have a reason. So, oh, somebody is there's been a boat wreck, yeah, and there's there's immigrants dying. Mm-hmm. All right, they can cut through it and go go do it. Now that doesn't mean they don't have to pay for the fence to repair it. Mm-hmm. So you see what I'm saying? So there's still just compensation out there. Yes. The question is whether they can cut it. Mm-hmm. 
and for purposes of immigration, legal immigration, doing it right, that's it. Enforced immigration laws. That's what that really, basically, that's what Texas is focused on, right? Yes. If you're enforcing immigration laws, you're, you're virus. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you're not, if you're, if you're not doing it, then it's ultra virus. They mm-hmm. argued that and they lost. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught that. Apparently, I don't think you did. It was very, very subtle. Mm-hmm. It was in the district court opinion and then in the, and then in the, again, mentioned in the, uh, Opposition to the real application filed by Texas. Mm-hmm. Very, very subtle. So I didn't, I didn't yeah. expect you to catch that. So, so, so the immunity statute, I mean, immunity to suit that, 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 that you say that they're claiming mm-hmm. can't, is not going to be argued ultra virus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Because the, the district court ruled. That's the Homeland Security. Yeah. Homeland argument. The Homeland Security argument was that it was not ultra virus in the district court actually ruled with them on that, that they were all of them. They're acting as enforcement. They were all there mm-hmm. as agents. Part of their job. They weren't crazy. there to murder their wife or some crazy thing like that. So they saying that ultra virus is a, is pretty obvious when you see it, mm-hmm. you know, you say, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So even if they're speeding 120 miles an hour, reckless or endangerment, they're still acting as an agent. That's not what they're talking about. Cause there'd be lawsuits all the time. And no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So ultraviolet, I just thought it was important to make oh, that yeah. distinction. All right. And and you'll hit a, 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 a ultraviolet in law school in the last about 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it very rarely is used. Okay. All right. Um, so so the next question, then, if I'm getting you right, I know mm-hmm. I'm talking more than I am asking. Then, so, so one of the pieces, there were several pieces of evidence that were just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. One of them was there were some some um, some people in the water. They were already in the water, mm-hmm. and the INS, ICE, Homeland Security, whatever you call, it, they're all mixed up now. Go over with this huge forklift. Yes, and they lift that wire up, and they let those people through. Yes, mm-hmm. they don't leave and talk to them. They. They say that, well, they're going to go to that processing center mm-hmm. that's over in Eagle Pass, um, a park that belongs to Texas is where they set up. Mm-hmm. They set up that temporary immigration facility. Now, the argument of Texas, let I, I, I me ask you, do you I, I, let me just do it because there's going to be questions on the law later. So the argument of Texas is, is they put the wire such that if you could walk along the bank and if you walked towards Eagle Pass, mm-hmm. you would go through the fence there, and that's where the immigration officers were. Mm-hmm. But once you let them through that fence, there's nothing that makes them have to go there. So as long as they're on the Mexico side of the barbed wire, mm-hmm. then you had you you had to either try to figure out a way through to get that razor that razor wire, or or you had to go through you either go home, yeah, or you had to go through the temporary immigration setup. At Eagle Pass, mm-hmm. at the park, right? Yes. So there, Texas is arguing that you're not enforcing immigration here; you're avoiding immigration. That's ultra virus. Mm-hmm. But they said no. All right, that's mm-hmm. not it. So, but the other one was even more amazing. Lynn. there were people that had not even put their first toe into the water yet; they were still on the Mexico side of the river. Yeah, and they had not 
they were still preparing to cross. They haven't crossed yet. Mm-hmm. And ice comes in with a big bulldozer looking thing and, and they squish out, squish down the wire and just destroy it. And then tell them, to come on, wave them on over the Wow. See, I saw the forklift video, but I didn't see that one. Wow. That was just amazing. All right. So, so let's just, we can, we can get into some of the crazy arguments that the federal government's making, but there's no doubt that this was a political decision by the Biden administration to let immigrants come in. They were encouraging it. And this is proof that that's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So Texas is arguing that, that you're destroying our fence and it's, and it's not to enforce it's to, it's to get around immigration. They, those immigration officers, there's there's some some foul language in it. Or I played one of it. I don't know if you saw that one. Did you see that audio or hear that audio of a a um, immigration officer was destroying the fence? So the mm-hmm. Texas National Guard goes, "What the heck are you doing?" Yeah. And he goes, get the F out of here or I will tie a cable to this and I will rip it all out all the way from here to, to Eagle Pass. Wow. Mm. That's what's going on down there. It's Which brings the question, it's apart from this case, why? It, the way it looks, um, apparently our federal government has been bought by the cartels because they're the ones who make the most money on this. That's for Friday. Yeah. <laughs> but they talk about that. Yeah. They do talk about it. Be honest with you, they do. They talk about the fact that, that it's for just human trafficking or pe- getting people across the border mm-hmm. and it's to, to sell drugs, especially fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Now, with all of that said, mm-hmm. the problem is, is that they continue to go in and tear up Texas property. Yes. That's the issue here. Mm-hmm. And what can Texas do about it? That's that's really what this all get boils down to. Yeah. Right? I, I really... For purposes of of this podcast, I really do need need we do need to assume that that the Biden administration not only doesn't want to enforce the immigration laws, they want immigrants to come in in massive numbers, and they've succeeded. Why has it never happened like this before? It's because they're knocking down the razor wire and waving them over. Okay, so for purpose of this podcast, you don't have to agree with me, mm-hmm. but for purpose of this podcast, I think it would make it more fun to hear the legal arguments now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because if we say, oh, they had good intentions, it won't be any fun. Mm-hmm. Now, they tried to argue that they did, that, 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 that you know, it's too late once the, um, to, to, to knock down the fence once the medical emergency happens. Hmm. Did you see how fast they knocked that down? It was pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty quick. That's, I didn't know they made forklifts that big. I didn't either. That was huge. Oh, yeah, they do. They're called telehandlers. And they're massive. Yeah, it, it had that fence up in seconds. All right. Now, mm-hmm. I promise I'm turning it over to you. Uh, let's, let's talk about what Texas filed. What, yes. What was their, what was their, what did they ask for? So, um, first thing that Texas filed is they filed suit and they sought a preliminary injunction to, based on their trespass to chattels claim, to keep the border patrol from tearing down their fence. Okay, so trespass to tri- chattels is, is so chattels is any movable property, correct? Correct. Very good. In Louisiana, yeah, we have movables and immovables. Yes. Is it that means that you? Bit towed it away. Mm-hmm. Even if it's really big, a trailer's a move. Yeah. Okay. 
So yes, we call that we call that movables, mm-hmm. but it is a channel. Yes. So they um, sought the preliminary injunction based on the trespass to chattels claim. So Border Patrol coming in, lifting up that fence with a forklift and destroying the fence, ripping it out, um, trying to maintain the status quo and keep their fence intact while litigation is ongoing. Okay. Trespass to chattels is what? Trespass to chattels is when an actor comes in and takes dominion over or displaces your, <clears throat> excuse me, chattel. So your immo- your movable property. So if I were to come in and take your cell phone or take, you know, any movable property that you have, that would be a trespass to chattels. There are a few things you have to prove with that, but that's the essential. You have to prove it's a chattel. I would assume so. I mean, if there's. All right. So, so here's my, here's my question. Mm-hmm. If, if I have a trailer house that has wheels, yeah. I roll that in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, someone could hook that thing up and pull it off immediately. Yeah. What about a house built on a slab? Is that a is that an immovable or is that a chattel or is it immovable? I may I may go back and forth between immovable and movable. But if I say movable, you're a chattel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it movable? You see why? Yeah. We, you see why mm-hmm. we call it that, in Louisiana? Mm-hmm. That's really the point I'm making. Yeah. The civil code calls immovables immovable because it makes it really easy. When you say exactly. chattel, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, like a house would be it's immovable. You can't pick okay. up a house. Exactly. Okay. What about a fence? A fence. Yeah, that's movable. Right, what about those walls where they drive it into the ground? That's movable, right? Is it? Yeah. I mean, if you if you're doing what border oh, control, yeah. yeah. If I mean, if a movable is something you can move without destroying this integrity of it, you would say no. Okay. okay. So 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 th- if they put up a wall and yeah. destroyed that, that might be something different. But they would still have that right. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the but 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 by making a trespass channel. Mm-hmm. They've got a tort is what's going on. Here, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the reason they wanted to do that. It wasn't a criminal act. It was a, a tortuous act. A tort is what? A civil wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should let her answer that. <laughs> All right. So um, so going back to it then, let's mm-hmm. talk about the, the name all four again. When are four things you named the, the Texas claims? Yes. So oh, they. I might want to knock the easy ones out first. Uh, they sued under common law trespass to chattel common law conversion, and then the last one was that Border Patrol violated the Administrative Procedure Act. Border Patrol did? Or the Department of Homeland Security, who has given power to Border Patrol to... Violated the what? The Administrative Procedure Act. How? So they claim... I I missed that, I I guess. I had it backwards. The big section is that they focus on is section 702 of the administrative procedure act which states that a person suffering a legal wrong because of any agency action or adversely affected or aggrieved by an agency action within the meaning of the relevant statute is entitled to judicial review thereof so basically no at the end it says noting herein um effects Let's see. So basically, at the end, it says if there is a statute in place that states otherwise, they're not allowed to seek legal relief. So this Section 702 of the APA gives a person the ability to file suit against a government agency for in order to get judicial review. But if there is some other statute in place that Congress has enacted that prevents that type of relief from being enacted against that agency, then 
that is not included in this section. Okay, well, let's start with that one. Yeah. Ex- explain what you, explain what how it went back and forth on it because I did I, I I just misunderstood what you're asking. I, I read this oh, okay, okay. Um, explain that section of the case or yeah, I want I want uh, yeah, all right. <clears throat> you said here's what mm-hmm. you said. You said that the state of Texas argued that that the Department of Homeland Security, the mm-hmm. ICE, failed to follow the Administrative Procedure Act. Oh, it would be that. I guess that argument didn't come into play until after the district court's ruling, correct? That's right. They didn't bring yeah. it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My mistake. So it's all right. It's yeah. All right. They, they, they were relying on immunity, right? In the, yes. At the district court level. So let's go through that. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I guess kind of getting into the arguments a little bit. Um. And I looked at the Fifth Circuit appellate. Um vacation or vacating the district court opinion, but there is a standard of review that Texas had to meet to get the preliminary injunction. So there are three or four requirements. Number one, whether Texas has made a strong enough showing that it will succeed on the merits in uh, actual trial. Number two, whether Texas will be irreparably injured without the injunction. Number three, whether issuance of the stay will substantially injure the other parties involved. So whether if they agree with the whether how if how their ruling will affect the government in this yeah, case, I need to step back. I hate to do this to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not satisfied that we've covered this immunity. Yeah, yeah. All right. So so Texas files suit mm-hmm. and that they're tearing up our stuff. Yeah. And and what they're basically arguing. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I'm I'm going to go by what we call in Louisiana. You're probably able to give me the, the common law term as soon as you hear what I'm going to call this. Yeah. It's what is called a continuing tort. Mm-hmm. Meaning that, all right, so let's suppose that you go onto my property and mm-hmm. you cut and you um, and you break a window. Yeah. Well, I can I can say, well, I can sue you for that window. Yeah. I know better. Here's a better example. Suppose you have a rocky yard, lots of rocks. Yeah. And you keep mowing your yard mm-hmm. and it's throwing rocks into my window. Yeah. And you do it over and over again. And yeah, you fix it. Mm-hmm. You're rich or Trump or something. You got a $43 million lot verdicts. So you 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 they keep fixing it and they keep fixing it, but you it's cold or it rains and it's a problem. Yeah. And so you, you go to court and you say this is a continuing tort. Well, stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Don't let Victoria keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, if if, if I'm part, if I am doing that, am I in law or equity? You're in equity. Okay. So you're taking it tort. Mm-hmm. It's a civil wrong. Normally, you if they pay for the window, yeah. that's in what? That's in law. Why? It's you can put a monetary value to your window. Okay. So so now Texas is arguing mm-hmm. it's not good enough that they have to because the mm-hmm. INS isn't saying hey we don't have to fix the fence. Mm-hmm. We will. We'll fix it back after we let all these illegals in. Yeah. And Texas is going like well I don't have to sue you every single time you do you do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so Texas is filing for inequity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Under what statute? Under, so that would be um, the APA, Section 7 of Texas tort law. Okay. That's the whole idea. See, they're saying in Texas tort, we can do this continuing tort. What do they call it? Is that a trespass to travel or whatever? Yeah, trespass to travel, yeah. All right. So, so they're saying you could, you could do that. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, no, that, yeah, you're right. All right. So, so then, but then they have to have a way to get past the immunity. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So Texas wants to file suit against federal court, federal a federal agency mm-hmm. under Texas tort law. 
Okay. They got to get around the immunity. Yes. So, because, all right, so again, why, what is that? What do I mean? They got to get around immunity. So the federal government is immune from suits against itself in mm-hmm. federal court. Unless they give you permission. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Texas has got to find permission. Where did they find it? They find permission. That's where the APA comes in. Correct. That correct. section 702. Did I suspiciously confuse you? Do you feel like you're in law school now? Yes, but that makes more sense than when I was reading it. So, so does Section 702 then, does that state a cause of action? Read it again. It's a person suffering legal wrong because of agency action or adversely affected or aggrieved by agency action within the meaning of a relevant statute is entitled to judicial review thereof. Do we- uh, you answer your own question. Read it closely. I know the yeah. answer. I want you to read it. I think it does. It allows you... Let's go word to word to read through it. A person suffering legal wrong because of agency action or adversely affected or aggrieved by agency action within the meaning of a relevant statute is entitled to judicial review thereof. Okay, so that's the it is entitled to judicial review. Yes, that is where they're waiving the right, there is sovereign immunity. Yes, mm-hmm. okay, so go back now and what are they waiving it for? Let's see. Um, uh, I mean, they're waiving it for the person. Read it again. again. A a person suffering legal wrong because of agency action or adversely affected or aggrieved by agency action within the meaning of a relevant statute. So within the meaning of a relevant statute. So you have to have another, that other statute states your cause of action. Correct. Okay. This is, all this is a waiver of immunity for, 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 for other acts. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, but all right now, what's or what's what's the other relevant statute that's in that group? So at the very end, and this is what the government brings up in their application to the Supreme Court. Um, let's see, nothing herein number one affects other. So nothing herein this section number one affects other limitations on judicial review or the power or duty of the courts to dismiss any action or deny relief on any other appropriate legal or equitable ground or number two confers authority to grant relief. If any other statute grants consent to suit expressly or impliedly forbids the relief, which is sought. Okay. So now go to the, I want I want to just ask you this. Yeah. Um, at this level, is Texas relying on any other statute to get their waiver of immunity? No. This is the only one that mm-hmm. yeah. does it. What about the Fifth Circuit? Oh, I, I mean the Fifth Circuit. This is what I think. This is all that they're relying on. Correct. Well, go ahead. Let me let me finish because yeah. because I don't think we quite hit it. But let's let me hear, let me hear the rest of it. Yeah. All right. Well, one more time. Read that statute. I yeah. Tell you, there's guys listen to this. This is how we do this. Mm-hmm. You have to read these statutes a hundred times. So from top to bottom. Yes. Okay. A person suffering legal wrong because of any agency action or adversely affected or aggrieved by agency action. Uh, suffering any wrong. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Are you going to keep going? Or? Wrong. It's suffering any wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Within the meaning of a relevant statute is uh, entitled. Oh. Okay. So that would be trespass to chattel. Yes. Under Texas law. Okay. Is entitled to judicial review thereof. So you can, it can be heard. Yes. So what, what Texas is relying on is Texas tort. Mm-hmm. All right. What does the federal government have to say to that? The federal government has to say that they rely on that last portion of 
section 702 saying that um, they're relying on statutes within the um, Immigration and Nationality Immigration and Nationality Act that forbid injunctive relief against Border Patrol for certain for carrying out certain responsibilities within the INA. All right. So this is any wrong. Is that any wrong in tort or equity? Does it, does it say? Let's see. That'd be, excuse me, in law or equity. So the statute or, or the section goes on to say, and I can let me see, an action in a court of the United States seeking relief other than money damages and stating a claim that an agency or an officer or employee thereof acted or failed to act in an official capacity or under color of legal authority shall not be dismissed. No relief therein be denied on the ground that it is against the United States or that the United States is an indispensable party. Let's see. This is what I wanted to go over. Yeah. This stuff, I'll just go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The federal government mm-hmm. and its agencies are immune from, from suits, even by states, unless Congress clearly consents by waiving sovereign immunity. So that's what we're worried about. Yes. All right. Then an action in a court of the United States seeking relief other than monetary damage. Mm-hmm. And state and claim that the agency or officer or employee thereof acted or failed to act in official capacity or under color of legal authority shall not be dismissed, nor relief therein be denied on mm-hmm. grounds that it is against the United States or that the United States is an indispensable party. Mm-hmm. All right. So what the state is arguing, what the what the government, the federal government is arguing, is yes, that well, yes, you can sue in tort, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the Federal Tort Claim Act. Mm-hmm. You can do that. But where do you get your right to go in equity and stop us from doing something? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. You can sue us for damages. Yeah. But we're going to, you're not going to stop us in the middle of our enforcing immigration law, make us stop and each time say, mm-hmm. no, you don't have this right in equity. You don't have this right to stop us from tearing the fence down. You have the right to sue us for our damages under that act that you're reading. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the state is saying, I mean, the federal government answers this because this, all right, so this is what the, this is what the state's arguing. Yeah. An action of court seeking relief other than money damages. Mm-hmm. So the one you read was money damages. Okay. Yeah. Other than money damages can be brought mm-hmm. if, if they acted or failed to act or in their official capacity. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're trying to rely on to get around the immunity act. Gotcha. I mean, immunity rules. Yes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if they're not ultra vires, how are they going to get around it? Ooh. If they're not ultra vires, so if they're acting within their legal authority. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's why these things go to the Supreme yeah. Court. <laughs> well, isn't that basically the ruling Supreme Court said? Well, you can't stop them from cutting them, but you can put them back up, right? Yeah, well, they didn't say anything about it. They just said, yeah, well, I we'll, mean, that's what they they, that's, that's the effect. Yes. Yes. All right. So, um, so an action in yours, the United States secretly other than money damages. So if we're going to go into mm-hmm. equity. Yes. All right. Constitutional stuff. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? All right. Other than money damages, the state to claim it, uh, that the agency or officer employee there have acted or failed to act in an official capacity. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, they were all in their official capacity. Yeah. Right. The people driving the forklifts were, Within their official capacity mm-hmm. or under color legal authority shall not be dismissed or relief thereof if be denied on the grounds that wait, wait, shall not be dismissed nor relief thereof be denied on the grounds that it is against the United States or that the United States no it's allowing it. An agency or officer employee thereof acted or failed to act as official capacity. No, this looks like to be Texas wins. 
Yeah. What, what part of Annie did we that? How did I get around Annie? And see, that's where I thought the end of the section 702 comes in that I read earlier. The um, nothing herein confers authority to grant relief if any other statute that grants consent to suit expressly or impliedly forbids the relief which is sought. So there are statutes under the INA that prevent injunctive relief for border patrol carrying out the responsibilities of the INA. Oh, okay. So there's a federal law that, that does not allow injunctive relief for the. Yes, that's what the state. That's what the federal government brings into play in their application to the Supreme Court is that there is federal law under the INA that forbids injunctive relief against us for us going in and doing what we need, carrying out the responsibilities of the INA that Congress gave that power to us. Do you have that statute? I do, I think. Let me see. So, let's see. Is this getting bored, Glenn? No. It's interesting. (laughs) Okay. Nuance. Yes. So, in their application to vacate the injunction, so the um, Fifth Circuit grants Texas the... um, the injunction. The federal government make, makes the argument that injunctive relief is barred by, let's see, Title Eight of the U.S. Code, Section 1252 F1. Um, so that's the statute that they rely on. You don't have it. Yes. I can, I thought well, I had the it. The only reason yeah. I want to know is I'm wanting to know what relief you can get under federal law. Mm-hmm. So basically their argument, though, is, is that apparently what they're arguing is yeah. that, okay, we provide for a remedy in in law, yeah. But we don't re- we don't provide you a remedy in that. Yes, that's correct. All right, but then this other statute comes in and says if any statute rely- allows it, if, if, all right, I got it. I got. I see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think I can explain. All right, so 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 the federal law comes in and says um, there's a federal tort act. There's ways you can file suit against. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it happens a lot in prisons. You don't, somebody comes into prison and say, look, Glenn and his gang are trying to rape me. Mm-hmm. Just, just be blunt. That's what happens. Yeah. And, and so they let the cops know, they write the, you know, the guards know, they write letters, they do all these things and they get raped. Mm-hmm. Well, that gum, you know, you, you lock me in, you don't, you know, you can't let this happen. Mm-hmm. And usually it's gang stuff. Yeah. All right. Then they follow these suits. They follow them under this federal port. And I mean, if you miss one little hurdle and you don't exhaust your properly exhaust your administrative remedies, because you yeah. first have to do it administratively and got to file suit in prisons and you got to do this, you got to do that. Yeah. And then if you get through all of that mm-hmm. and you get denied, then you can file suit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's that way for everything they have. Mm-hmm. If you're going to file the federal government, you got to go through this. this and, and they do make it hard on purpose because it's malpractice waiting to happen. Yeah. Okay. Now, a very difficult thing. Mm-hmm. And that Federal Torts Claim Act is in law. Mm-hmm. Okay. Straight up. Yeah. It's not a civil rights. You go to 1983 if you want to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the silliness, it looks like to me, of the federal government's argument is, is that they create a Federal Torts Claim Act and say, you can sue us under this. Um but you can't sue us under state law, under law. And then mm-hmm. they don't say anything about equity. Mm-hmm. We have 1983 claims that do allow claims on equity against, not against the federal government, though. It's against individuals. Mm-hmm. All right. So 
what's going on here is, is then this statute comes up and it, and it says, this is 702 again, I think I'm on 702, an action in court, in an action in court of the United States seeking relief other than money damages and state and claim that the agency acted in its official capacity. So Texas is saying, we're, we're, since you say it's not ultra virus, mm-hmm. then, then it's virus. It's, <laughs> I'm making Yeah, it. yeah. Okay. You're in your investment capacity. You fought us. Mm-hmm. That's why you make some of those claims. You make them. You'll say, okay, I don't think I can win ultra virus, mm-hmm. but I'll argue it because then they'll say he wasn't in his official capacity. Then I can go argue 702. Mm-hmm. So you would be crazy not to argue ultra virus. Yeah. And I'm getting, I'm following what's going on now. I see you're, you're watching us learn the law. All right. So. <laughs> So now we've got Texas going, all right, I can't do 1983 because that's individuals. Yes. The federal torts claim is only in law. Mm -hmm. Where do we find what we can do in equity? Mm -hmm. Well, here it is. Yes. Um, And I've got it pulled up if you want it. Okay. So the statute that they are relying on is, um, let's see, section 1252. It reads, limit on injunctive relief in general. Regardless of the nature of the action or claim or of the identity of the party or parties bringing the action, no court other than the Supreme Court shall have jurisdiction or authority to enjoin or restrain the operation of the provisions of Part 4 of this subchapter as amended by the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigration Responsibility Act of 1996, other than with respect to the application of such provisions to an individual alien against whom proceedings under such part have been initiated. It sounds like the immigrants got on that state. Is that what is that an immigrant statute? Is that for the what's it? Which one? It is. Really? Yeah. Let me find. I'll go back to it. Okay. Regardless of the nature of the action or claim, or of the identity of the party or parties bringing the action, no court other than the Supreme Court shall have jurisdiction or authority to enjoin or restrain the operation of the provisions of Part Four of this subchapter. What are those provisions? So let's see. It doesn't say right here, but okay. So so basically, when yeah. You, when you look at that tort act, it says this is what you can follow mm-hmm. against us. Yeah. And uh, and and but apparently there were a list of things that you could not enjoin. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess you have to know if this is one of those things. What did the federal government order? I, I argue. I know we're getting lost in the in, in the trees here. Mm-hmm. Um, we still haven't gotten past immunity. I told you it was bigger than you. Yeah. Oh no, this thing is huge. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's just the statute they rely on. Um, there were some other statutes in there. I don't have them written down right here, but they're claiming that I guess that their actions fall under that right, that, I, that statute. My, my I my my understanding of their argument was that that the statute that I'm reading seven hundred two. Yeah. An action, an action. It doesn't limit it. An action in court of the United States seeking relief other than monetary damage instead of claiming that the agency officer employee thereof acted or failed. Act in official capacity of a color door shall not be dismissed. Mm-hmm. So they're waiving it for purposes of, of equity. Yeah. That they, that they don't want to go to the Supreme Court. They're saying you could bring it in any court. Yeah. And so Texas is saying, well, what, what, what's so hard about this? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they're going, well, that's never, nobody's ever done that. Well, that's not true. It's, there's some, some jurisdictions have allowed it, some have not. So mm-hmm. now you have a split in, in jurisdictions. You yeah. Know, in, 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 um, Circuits, yeah, yeah, you, you have different opinions. So let me re- restate for everybody to give the big picture. And this is exactly how law school sounds you get into you get caught in these weeds, and then we kind of summarize it. Yeah, long and short of it is, we, the first thing we got to do before you do anything else mm-hmm. is you have to get around to 
Yeah. You file in a suit against the federal government mm -hmm. that you can only file for what they've given you permission to file for. Yes. And they and so if if they they have they have they have one of the things they've allowed is to file suit against the uh, federal government for mm -hmm. tort. Yeah. They're driving down the road and they cross the center line and mm -hmm. hit you. That's a tort. You have to file into the Federal Torts Claim Act because they let you say, we're going to let you file suit, but you got to go through this administrative procedure first. Yeah. Okay. And, but, but that's, that's in law. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nothing in that statute, I think. I, I don't, I'm not a Federal Torts Claim expert. Yeah. I don't, I just don't get that many claims against them. Uh, in fact, I have never had one. I work, okay. I work tangentially on a prison case. That's how I know about them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I was a, I was a contributor. As Michael Mann would say, anybody that little inside humor there. All right, so um, so so they're trying to get around immunity. Yeah, the state of Texas does. They, mm -hmm. First, they would say it's ultra virus, meaning yeah. that they weren't acting in their official capacity. Yeah, district court said yes, they were. Mm -hmm. All right, well, Texas says that's no hill for a stepper because now we've got seven up two that says yes. any action is seeking an equity. Mm -hmm. We can we can file. Federal government comes back and says no 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 no. Not if it conflicts with the federal law. Yeah. Federal law, we have a federal law that says you can't do that. Yeah. We have a federal law that says that you can only do in monetary. You can't file. If you're going to do equity, you got to go all the way to Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, uh, the district court said what to that? Said what to. Um, all right. So, yeah. so here's what I'm trying to get you to see. Yeah. Let me just spell it out. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to get you to see is that there's a claim that's not anything to do with this injunction. Mm -hmm. That's this temporary injunction. Yeah. All right. They are seeking an injunction. They are. Yeah. are they're doing it. Right? Yeah. But what was in front of Texas, what was in front of the Supreme Court was a TRO, mm -hmm. a temporary restraint order, mm -hmm. pending litigation. Yes. Or I think it became preliminary, didn't it? Yes, it did. It went from it went from. All right. So TRO is only for a few days. Yes. And that's that was granted to Texas by the district court. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So so that's what was it debated Supreme Court mm -hmm. it wasn't the big picture. Can you stop them from doing this? It was mm -hmm. only while it was on appeal. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yes. Yes. All right. But we got to take a step back. Mm -hmm. You can't even ask for that TRO unless you get past immunity. Mm -hmm. And I still think. Yeah, that's the big issue here, because if you can't get or if you do get around immunity, I think Texas is going to be able to show mm -hmm. that this was not enforcing. This was bad actors. Yeah. Trying to create they're going to, for the fun of this podcast, assuming I'm correct. Yeah. That bad actors have been put into the uh, Department of Homeland Security mm -hmm. to help people get across illegally, to help them bypass Eagle Pass. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing. Yeah. They're trying to bypass it. They can't. If all those people went through Eagle Pass, there would be it would be like Jesus Sermon on the Mount. Where are you going to go to the bathroom and get a drink? Mm -hmm. You know, so many people came. What are you going to do at this place where there's no facilities? It's just a mash tent mm -hmm. for old people. And <laughs> and uh and and you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, no, I agree. So so what I'm really trying to say is this. The TRO, you were going into this. Yeah. And you did a very good job. You have to, but the main thing you have to prove is that you permanently damaged. And, and, yeah. And they're going to say, well, no, you could get it with money. Mm -hmm. Right. But the problem is you continue to do it. You yeah. won't quit hitting my window with those rocks on your lawnmower. Mm -hmm. That's the argument. Yeah. All right. And the question is, is, it, is there going to be permanent damage while this thing makes its way to the courts? Mm hmm. 
right? Yeah. We don't know for sure what the Supreme Court didn't say why, did they? Nope, they, they didn't they say just, why. They just overturned it. Mm-hmm. The women did, and the men fought about it. Yeah. <laughs> Justice Robert voted with the women. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do have him in a dress. Uh, that's what the envelope is, Jim. Okay, so, so I think for the people listening to this, is that this was a very, 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 very limited thing that the Supreme Court did. Yes. A, mm-hmm. a, an injunction pending appeal. Mm-hmm. And there could have been one of three reasons. One is that they couldn't prove that there would be uh, damages that couldn't be compensated by money. Mm-hmm. The other one's likelihood to prevail. What's the third one? I'm going, I'm, I should know. Uh, third one is uh, substantial injury. Public interest is another one. Okay. Um, and so, so I would, I, you know, obviously I mm-hmm. would, I would have probably sided with the men on this one yeah. because I'm going, well, you can open them up because, because the ruling basically wasn't fifth circuit. Mm-hmm. If you could open it up, you could, you could take down the fence. If someone's life was in danger, mm-hmm. boat was sinking or someone was drowning. One, one case, <laughs> one of the, one of the films, did you see one with the wheelchair? No. Oh my, that a guy literally puts a, person that's in a wheelchair on a raft <laughs> and floats them, oh, no. floats them across and met with razor wire. <laughs> oh. You got to watch the so video. They made it up. They made the situation up. Yes, they're doing it on purpose. It's all for the cameras. It's all, it's like what you say, you know, it's, it's all for, it's all for show. Yeah. I personally would have gone, you know, I've, I've seen what's going on the, mm-hmm. when, as soon as you send them up north of Chicago and Colorado or or Martha's Venue, they raise all kind of Hades and say, oh, man, mm-hmm. you can't do this to us. Obviously, everybody knows this is damaging everybody. And and what let me and, you know, if, yeah. you're, and if you're caught, if you're if your money is going to take care of these immigrants mm-hmm. that. Again, for the purposes of this podcast, we're assuming it's on purpose. And that's the only way this is going to be fun. Yeah. Is assuming that the Bomb administration wants them to help violate those rules. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so uh, we all know that it's causing this. And I don't think you easily reverse this. And, and you could even say that it affects elections. Yeah. You know, that there's a lot goes into this. I thought Texas did a good job saying, mm-hmm. oh, this is more than just repick. We can fix the wire. Yeah. That's, that's not the issue. Thing. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's the cheap thing. The issue is, is what's the damage caused by your agents and people trying to let them avoid mm-hmm. going through processing. Yeah. That's the issue. And I didn't know that until this town read this morning. Mm-hmm. And when I started reading the exhibits, I went, oh, my goodness. And the feds didn't put up hardly anything. Mm-hmm. They were just saying, we, we like their exhibits, too. And what was interesting to me, and I think it pretty telling, is if it weren't, if that the sovereign immunity argument is what trips up the district court. If it weren't for that sovereign immunity argument, the Fifth Circuit agrees with a lot of the points that the district court make. They just happen to find that Texas, that there is a waiver of that sovereign immunity. So we are able to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what the, what happens to district court, mm-hmm. you've got to get this right because I'm confused. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. I was kind of like conflating those two cases. District court was definitely, uh, you or she was saying, mm-hmm. um, all right, let's put it this way. Assuming I'm right, that the federal government is trying right now to help people violate the federal immigration laws. Mm-hmm. All right. Who has on the black hat? That's why we're doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Federal government has the black hat. Yeah. And then you could tell that district court was trying to say, well, you know, this case is probably 
gonna we got to get around this immunity thing. Mm-hmm. We, if we get around it, that's one thing. But um, I'm not going to give you a, a, a preliminary injunction. Did they give it? They didn't. No, they, they didn't. didn't. No. The preliminary injunction came from the Fed, from the Fed. Yeah. All right. So I know it's confusing. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when you get up at three thirty and you try to read this thing after somebody told you you could do it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but I got it. I think I got it. So, so the district court ruled. What was their holding again? The district court. Um, so for the purposes of the temporary restraining order, Texas is likely to prevail. However, they must deny the preliminary injunction because um, Section 702 of the APA, there's no clear waiver of, of immunity. So that was the only reason that they denied Texas's preliminary injunction is because they couldn't get around the sovereign immunity. They, they, they rejected 702? Yeah. Why? They rejected 702 because they went into it with the mindset. And this is the way that um, the Fifth Circuit um, um, kind of explained it, that they went into a mindset that um, if the Fifth Circuit rules that if you plainly read the language, there is a clear waiver of sovereign immunity. The district court went into it with a different um, standard is the way that I understood the Fifth Circuit's ruling. They went into it with a different standard. If you read the plain language of Section 702, the language itself is a clear waiver of the federal government's sovereign immunity. And the states got, and, the, and the feds are saying that you can't use that statute to apply a state statute that is in conflict with the federal statute. That's the two arguments. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that and that we're not solving that today. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> we, you know, we're not. No. No, that's going to take a, a lot of briefing, a lot of friends of the court briefing. So oh, I yeah. hope everybody's picked up. Very good job. Yeah. You, you, we, we, together, we've got it. So, so basically, where we stand is mm-hmm. that suit's still alive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the, the, the district court's going to have to look at it and say whether or not 702, which is the federal statute, says that it, 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 if it's a, a case of equity, mm-hmm. the federal courts can hear it. Yeah. All right. Um, I, uh, I I don't know the statute feds are, that the feds are relying on, mm-hmm. but I can just say this, that there's no way that the circuit just ignored it. Yeah. They had to have had to rule on it. And be honest with you, I don't know the answer to that other than to say mm-hmm. we there's no way to know it. Yeah. All you can do. This is a good law school question. Mm-hmm. If you get on a lot the, the, if you take a, a class in this case, discussed on this. You're yeah, go back and forth. You'll say, well, this, if you are, I would argue this, but they're going to argue this. Mm-hmm. And then you finally will go, I think the courts would probably do this. Yeah. But you better say probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. It's, it's a very, very, uh, so I hope that everybody's got the, got the, the, the whole idea is mm-hmm. that, that no question. Let's go through this. Yeah. As a practical matter, mm-hmm. I, I still think. It would hurt you to say it on law school exam. It's mm-hmm. a practical matter of black hats on this guy, but the law and the and mm-hmm. the, the equity or whatever. Yeah. The law. Well, see, see, the black hat is an equity kind of an argument anyway. Yeah. This is not fair. You you know you know we all know what you're doing. That's we absolutely know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're you're trying to allow immigration to overflow the system for political reasons. Again, for this podcast, I'm not saying that, that, that anybody has to agree with me, but for this mm-hmm. podcast, it only makes sense if you do it that way. Yeah. So you can see that district court just aching to try to help out Texas. Yeah. But they, he was looking at the literal statute, and he's going like, well, we have this this uh, tort, this Federal Tort Claim Act, and it's just monetary damages, and it says you can't have equity. If you want to go equity, you got to go all the way to Supreme Court. Yeah. 
Well, you know what I think they're doing there? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it applies here, but this is just my opinion. Yeah. What they're trying to say is we don't need to go to, to burden mm-hmm. um, every court, every time a prisoner thinks there's an equity issue in the state courts. So let them file their writs and we'll just deny them because mm-hmm. we don't have to take it. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if you get to do it, if, you, if you're going into, a, you know, I, I'm mm-hmm. so proud of you. He's called it Article Three Court. Yeah. If you, which is a constitutional state, dist- I mean, a federal district court. Mm-hmm. They have to take it. Yeah. And so every single time a freaking prisoner thinks he's had his rights violated, the district court has to take it. They're going, no, we'll make it go to a writ court. <laughs> you have to get permission to go. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that's just listen to what you're saying. That's yeah. what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think this is a prison case, though. This is you letting in people come in and overrunning our system that we can't. You're letting prisoners in. Yeah. Well, you're letting you know, yeah. like Ronald Reagan, who believed in amnesty, said it was illegal. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's illegal. Actually. So what else do you need to know? Now, he, he agreed with it. Well, see, my, here's, I'm going to tell you there's a difference between this mm-hmm. and what I've said in the past. And yeah. it, it, Ten years ago, I was all for amnesty. Mm-hmm. And here's the reason. Because they were definitely turning a blind eye, not like this, encouraging it. Mm-hmm. But they were going like, you know, let them come in. Yeah. You know, just turn a blind eye to it and them work. They're, they're, they're going to have to behave. They get a DWI. You got to send them back. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. Yeah. And so, you know, the kids get born and you where the kids wouldn't even know what to do if you went back. Mm-hmm. And so I was going like, well, I say, let's firm up the border. Mm-hmm. Make it where you really do have to go through processing. Yeah. And then you can give amnesty to those that are already here. Because mm-hmm. sending them back would be ridiculous. Yeah. And, and I think that Ronald Reagan wanted to do that, but Congress didn't do anything about stealing up the border. And now they're just letting them run through. Mm-hmm. All right. So going back on it again, this thing is going to come down to whether or not the federal government's immune. Yeah, that's really. And that's where like what we were getting into the weeds in earlier. It's You can tell just by us talking about it how complex it is. So that's what the Supreme Court eventually wants this suit. I imagine it'll make its way all the way to the Supreme Court, um, what they'll have to rule on. And I will say this. Mm-hmm. The, that vote mm-hmm. probably tells you what they're, those five are thinking. Yeah. I don't see any reason for them to say, well, I'm not sure or whatever. Um, it's going to be interesting. They created a situation mm-hmm. where Texas can't stop. They're going to have to they're gonna have to do something about it. you know what you know you know what uh, Carrie Lake says that let's suppose that they do succeed in in getting that border secure in Texas it's twenty one hundred miles yeah that's massive correct just yeah have you ever gone through Mexico through Eagle Pass Mm-mm. even on a regular just day it's backed up wow yeah this is before this and so you know you know that's why they had to set up the extra one mm-hmm. but you know they can't process that many people they can't Mm-mm. they can't do it so they administratively they don't have the forces to do that and and i'm talking 15 20 years ago is the last time i crossed there mm-hmm. and, and you know now once i got to know big jim really well we went to another another place yeah and you go right on through mm-hmm. why aren't they there i wonder I'll tell you why. Because mm-hmm. you drive through desert for about two hours to get to it. Mm-hmm. You still save time. Yeah. You still save time driving all the way over there and go, right through. Um, all right. So, so 
basically, I think you covered it. Um, I see what you're getting at, really. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot to talk about once you get get the fact that that you would even have gotten to the temporary injunction mm-hmm. if they if they would have absolutely ruled there was no immunity. Yeah. I mean, you know, or if there was immunity, mm-hmm. the district court had to said there was that they had to, the district court didn't throw the case out. No, they didn't throw it out. Um, you see what I'm getting at? I'm still mm-hmm. not sure we got this. Yeah. Because because if they're immune, it's over. Yeah. What did he rule? He ruled. Let's see. Um, that there's just not a clear waiver for sovereign immunity for claims like this. And I didn't read the district court ruling i read the fifth circuit um but that's a good point why yeah that's a good point you would think if there's no immunity the case would be dismissed i could not find it so some of this is not our fault (laughs) i wonder why you couldn't find it all right i'm 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 gonna for everybody listening you know i won't pause this for just a second okay we took a little break and I'll, i'll refresh my memory on this thing what what basically the district court ruled was that they didn't have that Texas did not have a, re, a remedy in federal court or or, or permission. They didn't have there was immunity for in equity, mm-hmm. meaning that you can't have a sue for continuing tort. You can sue for tort mm-hmm. and get damages. Yeah, and so that's it. That's why they ruled it that way. So even though you have a mm-hmm. viable preliminary, you know, you could prove right to a TRO or a preliminary injunction. Yeah, if um, um, if if you could sue for it, mm-hmm. the problem is you can't. So he went to Fifth Circuit. Yeah, you can. Yeah, two in the action, and then that's where we are. Yes, but the Supreme Court said no. You can't use seven hundred two to use state court to get around the no the no uh, equity rule. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't sue in equity. Let me make sure anybody this is kind of a little bit technical, but not a big deal. TRO is a temporary restraining order. What happens is it's very light. It's pretty easy to get those things. It has to, you, you, you file and say, hey, uh, you're getting ready to sell KPLC. Stop it. Because mm-hmm. I don't have time to have a hearing or anything else. District court goes, yeah, I'll sign that. So it, 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 it stops you from doing whatever it is or, or makes you do something I want you to do for three days. Mm-hmm. Then you have a hearing. Yeah. The hearing is still not a full-fledged trial. Mm-hmm. It's just to get something done a little longer. Yeah. And in, and that's called a, a preliminary injunction before you can have a trial, mm-hmm. ultimately deciding, can you get a permanent? One? Yes, that's that's the order of things. And so the TRO runs out. Yeah. Now they're trying to have a, a preliminary injunction. He says, no, you can't have that. I don't have that. I don't have any authority to do that. You, we just all we're going to do is we'll be talking about the damages they've created. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on. OK. Yeah. All right, so it makes sense. And, yeah. and so and so. It, it, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. It does make sense. And so under under if you filed them under the Federal Torts Claim Act, you couldn't get it from the court of that statute you're reading. You have to you have to you can't do that. You can't get equity mm-hmm. under the Federal Torts Claim Act. You can only get damages. Mm-hmm. And so they're going you can't use seven oh two to give you immunity for equity claim. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know, I guess huh, then it seems like to me that reads out seven oh two. What's what's the purpose of it then? Yeah, like I said, we're not resolving that today, Mm-mm. but I do get it now. Yeah, I get it. Do you have any questions, Glenn? So as I see this, we don't. You know, they say they ruled against Texas. It's really a little more nuanced than that, isn't it? Because they basically ruled, okay, you can't stop them from cutting your razor wire, but 
you were not even going to decide if Texas can keep putting it up. That's for sure. Yeah. Nothing. There, there's nothing. The feds don't even argue that. That's that, that's why when you see on mainstream media that Texas is by, is, is going against the Supreme Court or yeah. blah, blah, blah. No, there's nothing in there that says they can't do that. There's, and in fact, I, the feds didn't even argue. Mm-hmm. You can put it up. In fact, the feds helped put it up for them. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not saying you can't do it, but but they're saying we can cut it down at our discretion. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and that was the ruling more than, more than anything else. In other words, the feds could still cut the razor wire. Texas can't stop them from cutting that yeah. razor wire. Yeah. No one's stopping them from cutting, right? Texas right. or anyone else. Mm-hmm. But now, no one's stopping Texas from putting it back up or repairing it. I, I would love to see the next time mm-hmm. the guy dropping all those F-bombs says, I'll hook it up to the truck and just drag it all over. <laughs> I, I hope they get that on video. Him doing it. <laughs> yeah, that would make for like a a great video. Probably. <laughs> Do you have any questions, or does it make sense to you? Now? Yeah, no, it makes a lot more sense now that sovereign immunity argument really is. It's complex, and you know, it'll be interesting to see once as this case matures and gets to actually gets to the Supreme Court. It hadn't really been briefed. No, yeah. Not real. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk about a Supreme Court writ application, yeah. the, the net number of pages, as you know, mm-hmm. are so limited. You can't really argue anything. You can yeah. just make the point that we want to write a big brief on it. Yeah. And they didn't let them. And so it really hadn't been briefed. That's why we're struggling with this thing is, is that even the Fifth Circuit opinion doesn't have a whole lot on it. Yeah. They do both the, both the district court, according well, where we were getting from the district court, what the Fifth Circuit has to say about it. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that both of them think that the federal government has the black hat. The question is, what do we do about it? How do we do something about exactly. it? Exactly. And Supreme Court just says, sorry. It's going to be interesting. And like, I, we went into this with, you know, the preconceived notion of the, of the motives of the Biden administration. But now that the Supreme Court has ruled that while this case is being litigated, that Border Patrol can continue to pull up the fence, I, it's going to get violent, I think. I, like, already it is violent. The border can be. But I just feel like it's going to be a very, like, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Texas bringing in maybe National Guard is just, it's... They have done it. Yeah, I'm here, surprised. Here, yeah, here, here's something I did, we didn't bring up. Maybe you did a little bit. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we have to make absolutely clear is that nobody, that, that, that Texas or nobody else is arguing the feds don't have the right to be there. Yeah. That part I wasn't real clear about, but once I read this, I went, oh, I got it. Up to mm-hmm. two and a half miles, federal government has said that you buy that property knowing mm-hmm. that the feds could, yeah, I did talk about it. Yeah. So so it's important to say, we're, so you, you summarize where we are. The feds have the right to go there to do their job. If they go there and do just the opposite of their job, mm-hmm. meaning we're, we're not enforcing it, we're increasing and, and, and we're trying to encourage illegal immigration. Mm-hmm. What can the state do about it? That's what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what's got to be decided. The feds, they're supposed to be supreme. They've got this two and a half area, mile area. They get to free, roam freely to stop illegal immigration. What can the federal government, what can the state government do mm-hmm. if they're not doing their job? In fact, they're doing the opposite. That's what's the issue of this thing. It is. really is, yeah. And so, how do you how do you get relief? Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time believing that they that they're going to say that the Federal Torts Claim Act is ruling here. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think so. 
Yeah. This is like something they haven't decided ever. Right. Right. Yeah. So they have to make new law here in a way. So so if you listen to this podcast, you'll know what the arguments are going to be when it, if and when it, well, it's going to get there. Yeah. It'll at least. I mean, I don't see how it doesn't. It just won't be done on a, you know, on a preliminary injunction. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It'll have to be ruled. Now, the feds asked for a speedy trial. Mm-hmm. Then once this preliminary injunction got denied. Yeah. Now they want to slow it down. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, Texas is going to want to trial tomorrow. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's go. Yeah. That's what they want to do. Don't mess with Texas. <laughs> Well, good job again. This, yeah. one, was, this one was hard. I, yeah. I, I uh, when I was reading it this morning, I'm going like, I get lost. What is going? Of course, you know. Yeah. I finally, I, I finally got it, and then it slipped from me. That's all you said is in law school too. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's why it's law students that, that procrastinate don't do well. Yeah. Because you have to do it, and then you go away from it, and you come back, and you've kind of forgotten it. And yeah. You have to remind yourself of that, and then that, then by the third or fourth time, then you remember. Yeah. And so, so it, I'll probably forget this case if we don't do it again. But what'll happen is we will. We, this case will happen again. Yeah. While you're here. Yeah. So that'll be something we'll have to cover once it pops back up. Yep. Keep an eye on the courts. Yeah. This one is. I think it's it's been used by the media to kind of say the Supreme Court told Texas to go away. You know, they're they're saying it that way. They're couching it like Texas lost. Yeah. There was a lot to this that we're not hearing. Even from the people who agree with Texas, yeah. yeah, and and that is that they don't talk about the two and a half mile free range of the fence. Nobody doubts <laughs> that, and that needs to be discussed. That that's yeah. real. And I also I had the question. I came pretty close in my prediction yesterday when I guessed how this would go. Yeah, that, that they're just going to say you can't get an equity, and that's exactly mm-hmm. they're going to say that you can get damages, but you can't get an equity. That's exactly what happened. That's before I read it. Yeah. I, was just, I was just going, that's got to be what they're doing because I couldn't come up with anything else. Mm-hmm. And then today when we're going through it, I, you know, it's, it's, it's come clear to me that's exactly what's going on. They're saying you have remedy in law, but not in equity. Yeah. But but my big thing was I didn't know, was it really private property? Was any of it dead land? Was it? None of it is. It's all state state or private property. Yeah. All of it. And so Carrie Lake is saying, okay, well, Texas succeeds in doing this and mm-hmm. closing that hole in the border, where are they going to go? As she says, Arizona. She's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> Close to California. Get across well, that border. You know, here's oh, the wow. thing is, what if they all, the border states, except California's never going to do it. Everybody just go through California. That was so easy to, to protect that border, though. I understand but it's not easy, doing it, but yeah. they're not going to do it. Have you seen the video of? The trucks driving up, you know, so, so, some of it's shallow. Mm-hmm. And so they'll go through these four-wheel drives, drive right up to the border, and DE, you know, the, the INS agent's right there. Mm-hmm. And they go past the little gap in the Trump wall, those big red walls. Yeah. And they, they've cracked it open, and they run through there, and they go by. And these people were definitely not Mexican. They were Middle Eastern. They were, they were, uh, Oriental, they were not Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Well, my understanding is most aren't Mexicans. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. You knew that they I were. Kn- no, I didn't know that. I knew that it was Africans, Chinese, uh, also Muslim. And, you know, there was a, there's one picture of showing, and, you know, if you just kind of look at it, if you've ever seen World War Z about zombie apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> 
It, Are you surprised I haven't seen it? Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Anyway, uh, but anyway, it's the, they have this one scene where they're just pouring over this wall, mm -hmm. and it looks just like that. If you don't uh, really look at it, you say, that's World War Z, and then you yeah. turn away and you go back, no, that's our border. Wow. You know, it's, again, it's just it's, it's in my theory, and it's coming clearer and clearer every day. I'm correct on this thing that will um, um, the uh, climate change that's getting ripped. I don't know if you know that's getting ripped up bad this week. Oh, I didn't know climate, that. Climate change activists yeah. did not have a good week in court. Oh, no. Really? No. <laughs> Nor have they for a while. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, but, you know, if you're in the other bubble, you think we're just deniers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you about that litigation later. Yeah. But um, they're, they're trying, I, I believe that the thing that, that you would do, I would, if I were a communist, I would do that. I would make, we don't have any trust in our elections. We don't have any trust in our courts. Mm -hmm. We don't have any trust in immigration. We don't have any trust in media. Yeah. And, and, and it's a black pill. Well, just give up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whoever comes in is fine with me. And I hear it. Yeah. I, you know, uh, you know, my, my best friend from high school mm -hmm. the other day said, well, you know, Trump, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It's going to get rigged. It'll go against us and my life will go on as normal. That's a black pill. You don't think you can do anything about it. Yeah. And and so I don't know. I'm not. I don't lose sleep over. Yeah. I don't, this is just me a, a podcasting thing. Yeah. But anyway, appreciate it. Yeah. I, uh, I, I this one was a little harder than the others. Yeah, definitely. I think without having a clear opinion, you know, it's still, it's so early, and those opinions you don't really because they're difficult to read. You don't think about how much information it's synthesizing for you. But so I will say though, um, these podcasts have been helping because within the first paragraph of reading that. Fifth Circuit opinion. I was like, oh, this is equity. I knew it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And that, that's going to help you so much in law school. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, that was something I don't think I really completely understood until my second or third year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and, think I understand it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And, yeah. And tomorrow we're going to be doing, I, I, we're going to be doing Technology Thursday on, because it's Thursday. Well, wait. Tomorrow is Tuesday, James. Tomorrow's Tuesday. So it's Taco what, Tuesday. What, what, what do we want to talk about yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> you mean last Thursday? Of, of course, we ended up talking about the the, uh, the the Taylor City Swifts. Taylor City Swifts. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh, yeah. No, thank y'all. It's, it's been a blast. It really has been. We're going to miss you when you go. I know. Oh, gosh, really. he, wants, he wants you uh, to just call in sometime. When you, during your updates, one now year, I said she's not calling. <laughs> yeah, if I did call in, I would not sound as composed as I do right now. I would, yeah, be all over the place. It probably. Would be, what he said is even if it's just for a few minutes. Yeah, say, uh, I really saw her. <laughs> I don't know why I did this. I think that's going to be a good impression. Jordan, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> she said, "Can you send me some violence?" <laughs> What do I do? Why do I do this? <laughs> I appreciate our listeners. I appreciate you oh, guys. Yeah. And we'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. Are we still on? PJ's Coffee? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh man. Here's why I understood equity, y'all. <laughs> because I've been drinking PJ's Coffee all morning. And I was so focused. And I was able to follow along. I didn't lose my way because... I had it from the PJs in Houghton. And if you want that same clarity, that same focus, that same wonderful atmosphere, 
that would allow you to learn and do better. You'll go to the PJs in Houghton where they have delicious breakfast pastries, lunch sandwiches, breakfast sandwiches, all natural Red Bull, and of course, boosted teas and all sorts of different flavors. What is she going to do when she's in Oklahoma? I guess I'll have to send her some K-Cups or something. <laughs> yeah, just giant boxes. They need to- <laughs> Every day. Thank you, guys. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye.